The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. What's up, folks? Welcome in Live Bet Sunday here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel. We've got a good show on tap for you today. Of course, what we usually do, go around the National Football League as the morning games get started, keep you up to date on all of the early action, and look ahead to what we're going to see later today. Um, interesting later games, so both afternoon and, of course, Sunday night football. We have everything you need to know from injuries and line moves and whatnot over the course of the next hour. And then remember, of course, top of the next hour, college football lines revealed as we look ahead to next week in the world of college football. But we begin with some of the closing lines that we are going to see here today in the National Football League. First and foremost, the, the Chicago-Dallas matchup. Interesting because uh, we do have some injury news and notes around this that we knew coming into the week. Uh, but really, I'm more interested in the Tony Pollard era for the Dallas Cowboys. You're going to close over at BetMGM as a 9.5-point favorite uh, total of 42.5. Uh, we'll see whether or not this Dallas offense... Uh, what some of the numbers would say, actually, with Tony Pollard out there on the field, maybe gets a little bit more explosive, but the Cowboys are an interesting spot against Chicago as just under a nine-and-a-half-point favorite in some spots, other spots closing 10, so really just floating around where we opened at the beginning of the week. We do have injury news in Chicago, or excuse me, Las Vegas and New Orleans. The Raiders, of course, not going to be with Darren Waller. He's not going to play. He's got a hamstring issue. Raiders are going to close as about a one-point favorite, total of 48-and-a-half. They're out on the road taking on the New Orleans Saints. Saints, of course, the usual beat-up cells, and we know what's happening at quarterback with the Red Rifle. Uh, but this seems, at least, on the surface, like it could be a high-scoring affair. Total of 48-and-a-half is a closing consensus number across the board. A game that I'm involved in from a betting perspective, from a contest perspective, Carolina on the road against the Atlanta Falcons. This one actually opened up early, I mean early, like last Sunday, at Atlanta minus 6.5, has been cruising down. Falcons are going to close as a four-point favorite in this game against the Panthers. Total 41 or 41.5, depending on where you shop for your numbers. Uh, this is a really fascinating game for many reasons, including, how about this, the Carolina Panthers, if they win today, would have wins over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Atlanta Falcons, and New Orleans Saints. They're only three victories of the year. Uh, and very interesting, considering that the Panthers came into today about 15-1 to 1 to win the NFC South, which looks like an absolute mess, at least from a record perspective, and uh, could be one with about nine, dare we even say, eight wins. Pittsburgh on the road against Philadelphia. Not surprising that the Eagles got the action here. Opened up 9.5. It's going to close 11, 11.5, with a total of 43. Eagles, of course, are looking to remain undefeated. Total 42 and a half over at BetMGM. We go from there, Arizona and Minnesota. 
Actually, no, skip one. Let's go to Miami and Detroit first off, guys, because that's next in the rotation. Uh, one that I'm involved in as well. Laid three and a half there with Miami. Also used them in a contest play. They're going to close as about a four-point favorite here in the spot against the Detroit Lions. Benham Jim's got three and a half, it looks like, at the close. Pretty fascinating game because Tua Tungvaluwa uh, looked like a guy that missed some time on Sunday night football. Pretty disjointed effort. Multiple turnover-worthy plays against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now he gets to come back against one of the worst Actually, the worst secondary in the NFL in the Detroit Lions. Lions, of course, a little bit healthier on offense. Amon Ross St. Brown and DeAndre Swift among the guys who do not have ailments coming into today. And then Arizona, Minnesota. Minnesota is going to close as a four-point favorite. This is pretty interesting because this is similar to Atlanta in that it actually opened six and a half, made its way all the way down to three and a half. That's where I got involved. Also used this for a contest play. The Vikings are going to close as a four-point favorite with a total of 49 and uh, last but not least, New England and New York. Uh, the Jets are going to close as three-point underdogs at home with a total of 40 in this matchup here. Uh, Jets do seem to be a team uh, that are playing with fire when it comes to the way that they have been winning some of these games. Uh, when you get outgained, and of course, I guess, is it out first downed the way that they did last week? Uh, a little bit of an issue there for that team. We'll see if they can uh, continue to get some luck uh, as we roll on. So, those are the closing numbers for the morning games. Keep an eye, of course, on everything that is going on here. i uh, got a special eye on uh, what is going to happen for the Atlanta Falcons. Really interesting game, too, outside of the action that I've gotten in the other morning contests that I'm involved in. Speaking of uh, contest play, it has been a uh, sad week or year so far in the Super Contest, but cool thing about these contest plays is that there's lots of different mini contests to win, so never give up, never surrender, uh, but an early morning win. You always like to get the juices flowing with a successful play, and that is indeed the case as it looks like Marcus Mariota was picked off on his uh, first pass attempt downfield. The deep bomb, so it's essentially a punt. Uh, but you don't really punt on first down. It's not generally the smartest thing to do. Uh, but Carolina is going to take over after an interception. But for me, uh, from a contest play perspective, as I mentioned, the three games in this morning slate that I'm involved in uh, already with the Panthers, the Dolphins, and Vikings at plus 4.5, minus 3.5, minus 3.5 respectively. Early morning win, the Broncos getting the outright victory as 2.5-point underdogs. And we'll see what happens a little bit later with the Rams and the 49ers in a really interesting matchup, 273-274 on the rotation. And let's go there. Might as well, right? Uh, injuries are the storyline for the San Francisco 49ers, as it has been uh, for the last couple of weeks. Uh, but big injury news here in this matchup, as among all of them, Debo Samuel will not play for the San Francisco 49ers today against the Los Angeles Rams. They were as high as one-and-a-half-point favorites. This thing, it looks like, is steadily heading in the direction of the Los Angeles Rams, who are now laying one in some spots, total of 42. But it's not just Debo Samuel who's not going to play. Kyle Juszczyk's not going to play. Drake Greenlaw's not going to play. Eric Armstead is not going to play. This 49ers team has been beat up for multiple weeks now, and Debo Samuel is a really big loss for this team, as we know. Still have Christian McCaffrey, still have Brandon Ayuk, who has done a really good job for this team over the last couple of weeks, but a very big blow to not have your main offensive weapon out there against the Los Angeles Rams team that did get time to get ready for this matchup. But I go back to one thing when it comes to the San Francisco 49ers, and I feel like I've brought this up a lot when it comes to San Francisco, but I think it's a really fair point uh, in that you can talk all you want about Christian McCaffrey getting there, and he's not really worth, uh, I think, an upgrade. Maybe a half point throughout the course of the season, potentially, uh, for the San Francisco 49ers, but running backs really shouldn't move the needle when it comes to power ratings for teams, even guys as good as Christian McCaffrey. But especially when you have a quarterback who does what Jimmy Garoppolo does, which is consistently puts the ball in danger, cannot throw the ball really strong downfield. Last two games for Jimmy Garoppolo, four turnover-worthy play, uh, turnover plays. It has been kind of a nightmare for him. He's committed three interceptions or thrown three interceptions. Uh, it has not been a great stretch of play for Jimmy Garoppolo since he actually last played the Los Angeles Rams. And maybe it's a matchup that works in favor of San Francisco, but I think when you're looking at a potential spot to buy low on Los Angeles, which all of the numbers for them offensively look extremely poor at this point of the season. Well into the 20s in terms of uh, EPA per play. The Los Angeles Rams, same could be said of DVOA metrics for them as well. Their offensive line has been a little bit of a mess. Uh, and by the way, when I say well into the 20s, uh, 28th in offensive EPA per play, the Los Angeles Rams, uh, that is a really big problem. And when you have an offensive line that still does have some talent that they have to face up front in the San Francisco 49ers defensive line, that might be something that works here against Matt Stafford. Uh, but at the same time, I feel like San Francisco has been at a point where Maybe they're just slightly overvalued by the betting market. We saw the market steadily come in and support them against Kansas City last week. We saw how that ended up working. And I feel like this is – I've looked for a couple of opportunities this week and or excuse me, this season to kind of bet on the Los Angeles Rams to buy low on them. I've supported them a couple of times. Uh, has not really gone well. I think the only bet I've won on Los Angeles is that first game against the Arizona Cardinals, which they barely got out of uh, in a low-scoring affair. 
this seems like a good little buy low opportunity as a small underdog spot. And this is the other part about it, which I think is a really good note. You know, I always talk about market ratings and uh, where teams are at in terms of how the market perceives them. And if you go back when these two teams met just a few months back, uh, this was a game in which the San Francisco, or a few months, I think it was about a month ago, uh, the San Francisco 49ers went off as a one-and-a-half-point favorite, and yet they're a one-and-a-half-point favorite on the road here against L.A. You make the argument home field not really worth that much, but still it does give you an idea that for some reason, between the two games, San Francisco had been upgraded, and heck, even the week prior, the look-ahead had the Rams as a one-and-a-half, two-point favorite, and then, of course, San Francisco ends up getting down as, um, as high as a one-and-a-half-point favorite. So we'll see what happens here. It's a good buy-low spot, it seems, on the surface for the Los Angeles Rams, and we'll see if maybe Jimmy Garoppolo can um, maximize his level of play against Los Angeles. But defensively, too, we should give the Rams some credit. Uh, they have been checking all the boxes as a team that has played very well on that end. Specifically, their rush defense has been among the best in the National Football League, seventh in the NFL in terms of EPA per play defensively against the run. So the Rams, I think, in a pretty good spot here later today. So right now, again, I would expect the Rams go off as about a a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, We're seeing it head in that direction. Multiple picks on the board, but as we showed you there, that MGM has it at minus one at this moment. Let's go to another matchup. Uh, Interesting afternoon game, because usually Indianapolis plays uh, not at this time slot, especially when they're playing at home. But we get the Colts taking on the Commanders. Washington right now catching three or some threes with altered juice. They're floating out there. Totals hitting right at 40. This dropped from 42.5 down to 40. The news, of course, that one Sam Ellinger is going to play for the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, I think that this can only be a positive for Indianapolis after replacing a quarterback in Matt Ryan who had committed a high rate of turnover where he plays, had an average depth of target of just six yards downfield. Uh, Now you add a guy with a stronger arm with much more athleticism that can actually, I think, open up facets of your offense, or at least I should say it should open up facets of your offense. If Frank Reich's not running designed quarterback runs, not for every play, obviously, but something to use Sam Ellinger's athleticism, it is going to be something that I think is a missed opportunity for the Indianapolis Colts. But Matt Ryan just wasn't getting it done. 6.3 average depth of target. His turnover-worthy play rate of 4.1% was extremely high. And think about that, too. To commit a turnover-worthy play on 4% of your pass attempts that were barely going five yards downfield, it's pretty bad for Matt Ryan, who looked pretty old as the season went along. So this is going to be an interesting game as we move forward because Indianapolis could come out, show some more stuff offensively as they're starting to get healthier at a lot of different positions, too. I think Sam Ellinger's actually in a sneaky good spot to maybe get the Colts a victory here and even a cover as a three-point favorite. It's not something I'm involved in. I think I want to watch from an in-game perspective, see what this first drive looks like for Indianapolis, and if it looks like they're going to use Sam Ellinger like he is intended, then I think there would be a, a very good opportunity maybe to buy in, especially if it's an empty drive, but they show like they're going to adjust their game plan. All right, some early updates very quickly before we move on uh, because we do have action and we have scores. Is that Kirk Cousins into the end zone? How about that? Kirk coming out alive against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Kirk and the Vikings, 6 nothing lead. 10-09 left to go in the first. We're awaiting the extra point. So we'll see if Cousins and uh, the Vikings take this 7 nothing lead. But right now in the end zone early for Minnesota. Detroit jumping early on the Miami, Vi- uh, the Miami Vikings. Miami Dolphins, they lead 7 nothing over Miami. In-game number right now, 1.5 in favor of the Dolphins. Total at 58.5. Again, Scripted drives, opening drives. Was that a special teams touchdown? Was it just a drive? It's a plain old drive for the Detroit Lions. We'll see if uh, maybe once they get off script, it gets a little haywire there. And I believe the uh, Philadelphia Eagles have found their way into the Pittsburgh Steelers end zone as well. 6-0 lead, extra point coming for Philadelphia in their matchup with the Steelers. We'll come back. We have plenty left to get to here on Live Bet Sunday. Let's talk to Ryan Wing, Sports Director, Fox 11 out in Green Bay. About You guessed it. The Green Bay Packers has 11.5-point underdogs against the Buffalo Bills today. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. What's up, folks? Welcome back in. Remember, BetMGM want to remind you the king of sportsbooks. Wants to tell you it's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 or older or physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly, and if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. right, quick jaunts around the scoreboard in the National Football League because we do have a couple more scores uh, to give to you if you're just joining us. First of which is the Dallas Cowboys into the end zone on their opening drive. So they are up 7-0, a 15.5-point favorite. The Cowboys are right now in-game with a total of 45.5 at the aforementioned BetMGM. To mention the Lions up 7-0 over the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins just went for it on 4th and 4, and I believe did not get it. Uh, so the Lions are going to take over. There's a lot of celebration on the field out there. Uh, Minnesota Vikings mentioned that they had gotten into the end zone right before we took our break. 7-0 to score. 7.5 the spread in favor of Minnesota. Total 51.5 with about 10 minutes left to go in the first quarter there. And then some scoreless, uh, some scoreless games on the board. And last but not least, Philly up 7-0. Uh, that updated spread. 17 and a half in favor of the Eagles, total of 44 and a half. So let's go a little bit further down the board here. Sunday night football, Buffalo Bills, 10 and a half, 11 point favorites over the Green Bay Packers. Let's talk about this. Ryan Wing, nice enough to give us some time. Sports director, Fox 11 out in Green Bay, is joining us here on Live Bet Sunday. Uh, first off, Ryan, thank you very much. So I want to start with uh, we'll start with the fun stuff, which is how does Aaron <laughs> Rodgers do it when it's everybody else's fault but his? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, listen, he said he had to increase his game a tick after their loss to the Jets, and then last week he said it was his highest-graded game of the year. All right. I, I, I didn't see it, but, hey, I'm not the one that's grading him. So so let, let's go with this perspective. It, it, like For this offense, we, we came into the season thinking, hey, look, if I told you the offense was going to be a little lesser this year, it wouldn't be surprising, right? They rebuilt the, uh, the wide receiver no. core. Devontae Adams is gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it's like it's pretty pathetic at this point, really pedestrian. <laughs> so is it just as bad as, hey, look, man, we just got to get, like he said, guys keep making mental mistakes. Once we change them, this thing's going to get better because it doesn't seem like it is. And now they get to take on the best pass rush in the National Football League today. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is they're having to rely on two rookie receivers, and rookie receivers just don't do well for the Packers traditionally. Like, they've had guys. Randall Cobb struggled as a rookie. Devontae Adams struggled as a rookie. Jordy Nelson, Greg Jennings, go on down the line. Romeo Dobbs showed, like, some really good flashes early, but he's really struggled these last two games. They're making mental mistakes, and I think, like you said, obviously that's what annoys Aaron the most, but it's not like he can just give the look that he's had when he played with Devonte for the longest time, he just doesn't have that chemistry with these guys yet. So I don't see it getting better this year because teams around the league and Aaron said this continue to just play it too high and dare him to run the ball. I don't know why they don't run the ball much. Matt LaFleur keeps saying we need to do it after the game. Well, yeah, I don't know why you're not doing it during the game. Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon are probably your two of your three best receiving and running 
offensive weapons on the team, and I feel like they're neglecting to use them. Yeah, I think that's what's going to be interesting to watch tonight, right? Because this is a Mm -hmm. Buffalo Bills team that is going to invite that. They're going to do exactly that. They've done it all year long. They've done it to pretty much everybody. Uh, Very low in the league in terms of blitz rate. I'm with you. Like, as somebody who has watched quite a bit of Green Bay this year for some odd reason. uh, and like, (laughs) I'm sorry. It's not a fun team to watch. Well, and, and, you know, you get some of those weird trends that you follow throughout the year. Like, for example, I got Aaron Jones on Fantasy, so you follow that thread for a Mm -hmm. while. The, the games in which they have performed their best offensively, it has been A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones with a high rate of either carries, touches, whatever it may be. But those games have been few and far between, and it makes you wonder if at some point they are going to get it. And I would assume against one of the deadliest pass rushes in the NFL and a team that will invite it on a national stage, maybe this is the spot in which we finally see another game similar to the, the, the Bears game, right? The Bears game, they both had a high volume of touches. They ended up winning that game. That's a little bit different opponent this week, but yeah, yeah. you would imagine that. <laughs> They, they have to try something different because right now it's not working. Yeah, this offense is is really tough to watch. They're, it's, it's, I'm not surprised they're struggling, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. I am surprised they are struggling as much as they are. They're without Alan Lazard tonight. Randall Cobb is out. Sammy Watkins isn't 100%. Christian Watson sounds like he's going to come back and play, but he has done really not much at all this year. So I don't, I don't see a world in which they keep it close even i don't know like maybe their their backs are so far against the wall and aaron said he loves the fact that everybody's against them everybody's counting them out i could see maybe early they keep it close but i just think the bills are just too good so let's flip this on its head then because one of one of i think what has been surprising uh, is how bad this team has been defensively and especially against the run like they haven't been very good if you look at epa wise they are the fifth worst team in the national football league in terms of defending the run what has gone wrong for them defensively? I, and here's the thing. I don't know if it'll pop up tonight because the Bills don't really run the ball that much. Mm-hmm. But what has gone wrong for this team defensively? This was supposed to be the backbone of this team, it seemed, as the team began. So they're still pretty good defensively outside of that stat, I think. Um, but they've always kind of struggled against the run, like sneakily, like people might not, well, you might realize it, but like they've been, they've always had struggles against the run. And what they always say in the locker room, I feel like every week, and I I ask them, I was like, is it annoying that every week you say the same thing? Like, we just need to make one or two more plays. We're like, one or two, like, we're a good defense, but there's three plays we make that we just can't make. And it's like, well, you keep saying that, like, fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice. Like, they just keep showing that they're good, but they're not great consistently. What doesn't help is I don't think Devondre Campbell is playing at nearly the, the, play level he did last year and Rasul Douglas hasn't been as good as he was last year either. And those guys, I think surprised a lot of people last year because they were kind of not replacement level in the past, but they were good players. But last year, Andre was an all pro Rasul Douglas, had, I think five picks since he came over and they just haven't played as well this year. If Andre was good last week, we'll see if he can keep it up this week. So you meant you kind of alluded to it. They are 10 and a half point underdogs tonight against the mm-hmm. Buffalo bills. Uh, yep. And I'll, I'll let you say, but it doesn't sound like you think it's going to be a very particularly close game, huh? Uh, if I like, if there was a bet I liked most, it would be Bills by twenty plus. Really? Honestly, I, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't see a world in which it, it. Talking with like my fellow coworkers in in the media in Green Bay, like one of my friends is like, I want to say on air it's going to be fifty to ten. I don't think it's going to be fifty to ten. I think honestly. 38-13 makes sense to me. 38-13. All right, I like it. Before we get you out of here, uh, oh, so my producer my producer gets my ear, plus 250 uh, if you want uh, in terms of I like that. I like that. If you want to go and grab that. All right, we'll get you out of here on this. Then big picture for Green Bay, I'll just ask mm-hmm. a simple question. Do you think this gets better this year? Are, are they a playoff team? No. Okay. And that changed after last week. I, I had still thought they would be because the NFC is so down, but they lose this game. That's four in a row. They're sitting at three and five. They have Detroit next week, and they never play well in Detroit. Then they have home for the Cowboys, which is Mike McCarthy's return to Lambeau. Then a quick turnaround on Thursday night to play Tennessee. Then then the next week, they go to Philadelphia on Sunday night. There is a very minor percentage going into a road Bears game after Philadelphia. They have, have lost eight games in a row. Yeah. So, no, I don't think they're a playoff team. Looks pretty daunting. Uh, we'll see if that's yeah. the case. And the Vikings, of course, yeah. uh, seem to be running away with this division, albeit with a weird 5-1 record that seems very disjointed. Uh, all right, Ryan, we're up against it, but thank you very much for the time. I appreciate it. 
Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. Ryan Wing, Ryan Wing, Fox 11, up on Twitter, Sports Director Fox 11 in Green Bay. All right, let's give you a roundabout of what's happening because this is what I like about doing these two. Uh, even though we are, I guess, a soundproof booth, you do hear the screams of either agony and or excitement behind you as things happen, so then your eyes just dart around to see what's going on. Uh, and what went on was C.D. Lamb found the end zone for the Dallas Cowboys. So the Cowboys with a two-score lead in that game, 14-0. They are now, in terms of an in-game line, 21.5-point favorites. Total is 49.5 as they are sitting on a two-touchdown lead with about six minutes left to go. Uh, a surprising two-touchdown lead, I would say, it is the Detroit Lions. Five-and-a-half-point favorites, total of 59-and-a-half in-game as they are up 14 nothing right now over the Miami Dolphins. It's been obviously a very quick start uh, for the Detroit Lions. Do you know what happened? Was that another just pure old drive there against Miami? Because uh, this has been not a great start for the Miami Dolphins defensively. Seven plays, or excuse me, six plays, 78 yards. That follows a drive in which they lost it. It was eight plays, 53 yards before a lost fumble. And that, of course, uh, was right before, or right after, I should say, a five-play, 75-yard opening touchdown drive for the Detroit Lions. So you can make the argument after one drive and one that got into Detroit territory that the Dolphins are off to a better start than the scoreboard would indicate, at least offensively. But defensively, something's got to be done here because these two drives for Detroit have been obviously very successful, and they have had no answer early on in this game. Other scores to update. Arizona, uh, they actually had a decent drive going, but 7-3. to three. Their drive ends up with just a field goal attempt. Eight plays, 49 yards. After on a third and seven, Kyler Murray's pass to A.J. Green fell incomplete. So they get on the scoreboard, but it is the Vikings who lead this game by four. From an in-game standpoint between these two, five-and-a-half-point spread in favor of the Minnesota Vikings with a total of 52-and-a-half. And the Jets are on the scoreboard as well. Jets got a field goal, one-and-a-half-point underdogs the Jets are with a total of 37-and-a-half, and the underdog Panthers have their own field goal on the board, too. They are catching two-and-a-half in-game with a total of 39-and-a-half. All right, let's get to a little bit more. Let's break down every single game in the afternoon, the Sunday night game a little bit more as well. Before we head out of here, it is Live Bet Sunday on VCN, the Sports Betting Network. Sunday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back in. A reminder for all of you that you can be VSEN pros too. Check it out. VSEN.com slash subscribe. 99 bucks gets you everything we do through the Super Bowl. That, of course, includes some upcoming stuff. College basketball betting guide, which, of course, our deadline, at least as writers, is coming up very soon. So that's going to be out. We're going to have a World Cup betting guide, I'm told and everything in between, plus our daily write-ups, Major League Baseball through the World Series. Adam's been doing a great job all season long. I've got the NBA. Andy McNeil's got the NHL and more. Check it all out today, beeson.com slash subscribe. All right, I am. Uh, let's bring in our next guest as I try to do this. Uh, Mark Drumheller is nice enough to give us some time. Sports betting analyst over at Yahoo Sportsbook. Uh, Mark, it is really good to talk to you. I was creeping and I was listening to your conversation with our producer, Elliot, and um, your ears must have been ringing because I was trying to do – all right, now I'm irritated – trying to do what uh, what you were just speaking of, which is jump on Miami, uh, plus six and a half in game here against the Detroit Lions. I may or may not have been kicked out multiple times, and that six and a half is now three and a half, so I'm not involved anymore. Um, but what do you make of my thinking there, uh, that Dolphins are going to be pretty live here, I think, in this spot after a tough start? Yeah, I agree 100%. I absolutely love the Dolphins before the game, and typically, you know, the team that you're betting, laying road chalk, Dropping 14 points early would would kind of make you sweat a little bit. But this Lions defense is just poor. We know that 31st um, in EPA per play allowed, 31st in defensive success rate allowed. So, you know, Tua with his fast receivers, you know, you have Cheetah, you have Jalen Waddell in the fast track in Ford Field, should be able to get right back into this game. And it's really going to be a game that comes down to who makes more mistakes. We saw Miami with the fumble after we're marching down the field on that defense the first drive. So I think, that, you know, they're going to have no problem scoring points in this game. So getting them, at, you know, plus five, plus six, I think is really advantageous here as I expect this one to be, you know, a high-scoring game that probably comes down to who makes the bigger mistakes at the end. And so far this season, that's been the Lions a lot of time. So it does not seem like there is a bunch of different in-game opportunities that I have seen. Anything like stick out to you so far in the early games outside of Miami? Like, for example, would you want to bite on a big number with Chicago Bears uh, down 14 to nothing in a somewhat similar situation the Dolphins are uh, or anything in between? Yeah, I mean, with the Bears, it, it makes a little bit of sense just because of McCarthy's a little conservative, but I, I wouldn't go there just because of, they're not going to be able to protect fields in this game. That's what we know, right? 
horrible offensive line against Parsons and the Dallas defensive front. So it could be ugly. could be a lot of turnovers. Um, I would probably lean towards Arizona. Like last I checked, they were getting seven on the live line, down 7-3. Not sure if anything's changed in the last few moments. But, uh, you know, we know Kyler Murray is like captain comeback. At the end of the game, he starts improvising. He starts running all over the field and and, and making a game of it, you know, regardless of how, uh, you know, far they fall behind. So I think that's an opportunity, getting them at plus seven. If you could do that, I think that makes a lot of sense with the Cardinals, just because the typical game skip script that they play, we see them week in and week out kind of make it tight at the end. I uh, I let out a ooh because I think the Cardinals and Cliff Kingsbury just bailed out the Vikings. I thought the Vikings were about to get called for a delay a game, and uh, I thought they did, but ultimately it was a Cardinals timeout in the last second there on a play clock. They're about to go for it, it seemed, on a fourth and three. So we'll see what comes of that as the Vikings are facing that fourth down. And we got a third and goal Cliff's here. Cliff's going to Cliff. Yeah, yeah. Well, that <laughs> right? Uh, not the most <laughs> optimal timeout. And I'm actually, uh, the dark part of me kind of wants the Dolphins to get turned away here on this third and goal so I can maybe get something near that. Uh, and they are going to get turned away on the third and goal. So we'll see what they do with the fourth and goal from the, what are we talking, like 10-yard line? But we do have a flag. All right, let's talk about some of the later games uh, with you, Mark. Let's start off with what I think is one of the more interesting contests. New York Giants on the road against the Seattle Seahawks. So the market is finally starting to come around on Seattle, right? We saw last week number moved dramatically in their favor against the Los Angeles Chargers. Now you see in this spot, I use this comparison. A couple of weeks back, they closed as two-and-a-half-point home underdogs to the Arizona Cardinals. Now they're three, three-and-a-half-point favorites to the New York Giants. I'm all about playing against the Giants. I've done it each of the last two weeks. I think I've been right in my thought process, wrong in the results. But I think this is now one where I'm actually tempted to look at the New York side. The market might be swinging a little too far in the other direction. What do you think of it? Yeah, I like the Giants here, and it's, you know, they keep proving us wrong each week, right? The market keeps betting against them, and they keep finding ways to win. Um, but I really do think that they're probably a little overrated, not as good as they're playing right now. But I think this is a really good matchup with the Seahawks. When you look at Seattle, you know, their defense, um, you know, let up 39 to the Saints. They let up 45 to Detroit, and they really struggle. It's their rushing defense where they really struggle. And I think Giants with Daniel Jones, if you're able to run the ball, um, I think that kind of helps him, you know, open things up for that Giants offense. So I really like it. You look at Seattle defense, they're 29th. You know, in rushing defense, they let up over 149 yards per game. So um, I think it kind of plays to the Giants' favor. And on the other side of the ball, Geno Smith, you know, uh, Cleve Analytics had some awesome stats on just his splits, you know, regarding when he plays tough defenses versus when he plays the weaker defenses and as well, um, you know, when he faces the blitz and not. And he's really struggled against the blitz. And I think that, you know, the Giants' defense is really going to come after him here. Um, So I like him in this matchup. All right, let's go to a game that is near and dear to my heart and uh, producer Elliot's heart. We are very excited for the start of the Sam Ellinger era out in Indianapolis. And actually, I like the angle you're going with here because I would agree with it. I think Indianapolis becomes actually a little bit more explosive offensively with a mobile and athletic guy and a bigger arm in Sam Ellinger. This total is as low as 39 and a half, 40, and you're going over? I am going over. So, um, and it's kind of like, it's a matchup thing again here. We look at Washington on defense and what do they do well, right? They rush the passer, right? So now you have Ellinger plus athlete. He has some mobility. He can get outside the pocket and hopefully make some plays either with his legs or, you know, off platform, throwing the ball down the field and and give the Colts offense some kind of vertical life, you know, instead of having Matt Ryan get back there, just getting sacked every play. So um, I think that with that pass rush, I think they can do that here in this matchup. And you look at Washington's secondary, you know, 28th in the league, letting up 11.5 yards per completion. So um, there's, there's, you know, vulnerability there on the Washington side, as far as their defense and the Colts, you know, being able to make some explosive plays. Colts defense in general, fourth worst in the NFL in defensive success rate. So um, there's some opportunity there for the commanders to put some points on the board as well. So I just think this total being under 40, you know, I, I think this is an over. I know it's been a lot of unders. That's been the theme this year. But I think this is one where the market's going a little bit too far with the total. Uh, quick updates on the uh, two teams that were down 14 nothing. The Dolphins got their drive extended by a penalty. They score They are down 14-7 now to the Detroit Lions. I appreciate my app crashing and not allowing me uh, multiple times to get in there on that number. Detroit Lions, two-and-a-half-point favorite right now in-game with a total of 63-and-a-half. And And, uh, the Bears have not done anything yet, but they do have a second and goal right now, down 14-0 against the Dallas Cowboys, and that is going to be a touchdown. 
I believe that's Justin Fields as I look into the light. Yes, it is. So Fields in the end zone. Bears down 14-6. Extra point coming. Uh, all right, Mark, let's go to uh, another spot here. Uh, I want to get your thoughts. San Francisco, Los Angeles. I think it's a buy-low spot for the Rams. Took one and a half. Injuries don't help San Francisco either. Did you have any thoughts here? Yeah, it could be. I mean, it's to me, I'm going to lay off because I just typically, as well as San Francisco plays against the Rams historically, and in this spot, you know, you kind of look at it and you're like, okay, you know, they got revenge here. You know, this is a big game for the Rams. Can they step up? But they just had so much problems with San Francisco's defensive line. Uh, this is kind of a situation where I really don't trust either team. You know, it's lined pretty closely, like I said, you know, in minus one with the Rams. Um, you would think that they'd be able to show up and get the job done here against San Francisco, but Kyle Shanahan has just seemed to have their number. And it's just sometimes there's just, it's that coaching, you know, battle that, that falls in one direction each time. And it just seems like, you know, the Rams got the best of them in the playoffs, but during the regular season, 49ers had a ton of success against this Rams team. And it's that, you know, defensive line against the Rams offensive line that continues to be you know, a struggle for them. So I'm not sure they can overcome it. I laid off probably a low scoring game, maybe look at the total. Um, but, you know, I, I think it's tough to either, you know, find value on either side here. Did you wait or are you tempted to wait into the waters with Green Bay as 10 and a half point underdogs against Buffalo? I'll tell you what, I think the number is pretty good, to be sure. honest with right. you. I, I think the number is pretty good. What we've seen out of Buffalo, and this is why I'm still kind of figuring out, do I want to go under in this game? Because when we look at Buffalo, they're really about their defense this year. We've seen them put up a big number against Tennessee, 41 and 38 against Pittsburgh, but three of the last four games, they've scored 24 points or less. And their defense has really been, you know, the story this year, doing an excellent job. They got a pass rush now, you know, they brought in Von Miller. And um, I think that that's kind of flies under the radar. And you look at this Green Bay team and I don't think there's answers. I think at this point in the season, we kind of have to have the come to Jesus meeting with ourselves and realize like some of these teams are just who they are. When we look at Tampa Bay, we look at Green Bay, we look at some of those teams. They're not going to be the teams that we're used to. And I think Green Bay is an example. I don't think there's going to be answers this season for them. I don't think they make the playoffs. And I think Buffalo does a great job here shutting them down offensively, which probably helps keep this game under the total. Mark Drumheller, sports betting analyst, Yahoo Sportsbook. Mark, it's good to talk to you, man. Thank you very much for the time. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yep, you got it. All right, some updates before we uh, take our break here. First off, so did the Raiders try to fake punt? Just go for it. Turnover on downs. They don't get it. They were also called for a penalty. So uh, the the Saints are going to take over on the 27-yard line of Las Vegas, looking to take a two-score lead in that game, as well as some of these other games I mentioned. Uh, the Chicago Bears have found the end zone, so they are now trailing only 14-7. In-game perspective, 14.5 in favor of the Dallas Cowboys. Total of 54.5. And, and the other scores that are up, Jets found the end zone too. They are now 3.5-point favorites with a total of 42.5 in their game against the New England Patriots. We continue to update scores here on Live Bet Sunday when we return. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. 
So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Turn a loss into a win with BetMGM. Place a one-game parlay wager with at least four legs on any pro football game. If all legs of the parlay hit but one, you'll get your stake back in free bets up to $25. Log into your account or download the app and sign up with the BetMGM. Take advantage of this offer all season long. Just opt into the one-game parlay insurance promotion, then place a one-game parlay wager with four legs or more on any pro football game. If you miss only one leg your wager, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued is not withdrawable free bet or site credits. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Rack them up, baby. Let's go. Tony Pollard to the house after one of the more ridiculous plays I've seen. I know we have our pro tip, but I just wanted to give this some light because this is kind of hilarious. Uh, on a quarterback sneak, Dak Prescott actually ripped off about a 20-yard run, and then that was followed by a house call by Tony Pollard. So the Dallas Cowboys uh, are up in their game 21-7 against the Chicago Bears, but an embarrassing sequence of events for Chicago that has them now trailing by 14 and has them as an 18-and-a-half-point underdog with a total of 58-and-a-half there. So with that, hit our pro tip first before we get to the rest of the scoreboard going on in the National Football League. Uh, and, you know, we'll start to take a look at these more like stats and things that I'll use as part of my arsenal. And I think a really important one to start with here is turnover-worthy play rate. It is a, stat- a statistic by Pro Football Focus. It's a better indicator, though, of quarterbacks' performances, specifically when it comes to taking care of the football, than actual turnovers. And you get really good examples of it. And I know this might seem shocking to a lot of people, but let's go to Andy Dalton, who's on the field right now against the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Andy Dalton on Thursday night when we saw him play the Arizona Cardinals, he threw three interceptions. He only committed one turnover-worthy play. Right, There is some turnover luck involved there. It's been one of the things I've actually talked about a lot. I think football needs to turn, uh, get rid of interceptions and just make a turnover statistic. Uh, but that's a conversation for another day. But regardless, quarterbacks can be charged with interceptions that aren't necessarily their fault. I'm not speaking to anybody that doesn't understand that. And on the flip side, you will get guys who get away with murder when it comes to their rate of turnover-worthy plays and turnover-worthy play luck. Uh, case in point, Tua Tungabailoa and the Dolphins on any other day, he probably throws four interceptions that game against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and they lose that game to Pittsburgh as opposed to winning it despite multiple turnover-worthy plays. So as you're kind of evaluating quarterback play, don't just look at traditional box scores and see completions, yardage, yards per attempt, touchdowns, interceptions, because the guy could have gotten away with four turnover-worthy plays and still only threw two touchdowns to zero interceptions, and the thought process is that he had a a terrific day when that actually was not the case. So... Pro tip there for you. Uh, again, it is a PFF stat, but it can be found out there, and I think it's very much worth, and other sites have different ways of measuring it, but it's very much worth uh, keeping track of, I think, when you're evaluating quarterback play on a week-to-week basis. Okay, we have a flag on the field, but we also have a touchdown, and the Detroit Lions are into the end zone again. Um, maybe divine intervention that I was not allowed to get in, and I was irritated on getting in on six and a half with the Miami Dolphins um, because – Okay, so this is going to be a touchdown. Yep, this is going to stand. So the Lions are going to take a 20-7 to lead over Miami. Uh, Jamal Williams with a, uh, with a touchdown run. That is bad, man. This has not been great for this Dolphins defense, obviously, very early. And um, this has kind of been the weird performance from Miami throughout this entire season. At the beginning of the year, they looked like they might be a relatively solid unit, but slowly and surely they have been slipping down the standings defensively. Uh, EPA per play-wise defensively, they come into this game with a 13th worst rate in the NFL, and it is showing up in a big way as they give up another long drive. Six plays, 75 yards, and the Lions are up 21-7 to in this game against Miami. Uh, from an in-game standpoint right now up on the board, over at BetMGM, uh, I've got Miami catching, let's see, uh, look, just as I speak it, it comes up five and a half with a total of 69 and a half. So I might get my six and a half. I might get something better. 
I don't really like the way this defense is playing, though. So maybe we'll hold. We'll, maybe we'll pump the brakes at this point right now. Uh, other scoreboard updates: AJ Brown has two touchdowns on the day, and the Philadelphia Eagles have a 14-7 lead over the Pittsburgh Steelers. They are 16 and a half point favorites in that game, shaded to the favorite side at minus 125. Total is at 50 and a half as the Eagles' offense is moving relatively nicely early on, and they are about to get the ball back at a fourth and nine, and the Pittsburgh Steelers are about to punt it away. And Kyle Pitts is into the end zone. Uh, Carolina now trailing 6-3 with an extra point coming there in Atlanta. I will say this because uh, I was watching this last couple of sequences for Carolina. Uh, P.J. Walker leaving quite a few throws out there on the field. Uh, ben Wilson and I were watching both of that. He had a, I think it was, um, was it D.J. Moore who had wide open, I think, on the right side. Wide open. That was going to be a house call and a touchdown. Completely overthrows him. And then to extend a drive on a third down, Run a pretty simple concept on the outside uh, where there was an out route and a guy going up the sideline. The out route was completely open, but he decides to go deep on it again, throws an incompletion. So the Panthers offense leaving some opportunities out there on the field. Extra points good. It's going to be a 7-3 lead now for the Atlanta Falcons. But we'll see if P.J. Walker and the Falcons, or excuse me, the uh, Panthers can actually get something done here because they have left quite a few things out there, at least in terms of positive plays on the field. Other scores uh, were pretty much the static everywhere else. The Arizona Cardinals still holding steady with their 7-3 deficit against the Minnesota Vikings. We've got about 13 minutes left to go in the second quarter. Vikings, a 7.5-point favorite, total of 49.5. The Raiders and Saints. Raiders at least do their job defensively. Remember, Las Vegas actually went for it on a fake punt in their own territory. Did not get it. We're also called for a 15-yard penalty. Saints got to take over on the 27-yard line of Las Vegas, but only get a field goal out of it. Andy Dalton, by the way, you talk about turnover-worthy plays. Uh, he's going to have one because he threw an interception that um, the receiver, the DB, could not get his feet down in along the sideline. But from an in-game standpoint, we're off the board now, so we'll give you an update between the Saints and the Raiders. But right now, a 10-0 lead in favor of New Orleans at home here against Las Vegas. And still 10-3 in favor of the Jets. Three-and-a-half point spread in favor of New York. Total of 39-and-a-half. Right now, Jets have a fourth and two. Uh, what are they at? Their own territory or their Patriots territory? So they're in their own territory. I would assume uh, that they're going to punt this thing away, and that is going to be the case for the New York Jets, who have their early lead against the New England Patriots. So with that, we'll keep a look uh, at everything. Let's move on. Let's hit on a game that uh, actually we haven't touched on at all, but it's very important because there's quarterback news. The Tennessee Titans they're taking on the Houston Texans today. I think if you just woke up and you looked around the board, you were like, what's happening here? Uh, Tennessee, one-point favorite with a total of 39. Uh, did I miss something? Well, if you're just waking up, you did. Uh, Malik Willis is going to look like get the start here for the Tennessee Titans. He is going to make his debut as starting quarterback for the Tennessee Titans. He has gotten the majority of the work with the starting offense all week, and he will be under center for Tennessee. So this number goes from pretty much three, where it's at a good majority of the week, down to one. Total 39 and a half. Um, I will say this. I think when it comes to it, it's actually similar to what we're going to see with Ellinger and the Indianapolis Colts, especially when if Malik Willis got a vast majority of the reps coming into this game, if it's a week in which he got prepared like a starter, it might not be the biggest drop off of the world, especially against a Houston Texans team, which defensively um, has looked pretty bad, looked really bad, especially this last week, fourth quarter, giving up 21 points. One of those was a pick six. But being an absolute sieve on defense against the Las Vegas Raiders, who ran all over them in the second half of that game and into that fourth quarter, now they have to contain Derrick Henry and the Tennessee Titans and a very mobile quarterback in Malik Willis and a guy who, if they're, I would think, running out some packages and plays out there that are going to use that athleticism, it might still be a pretty tough day for the Houston Texans defense. But on the flip side, this is one of those things with the Tennessee Titans where – uh, I don't know how they continue to get away with it as a team with their record and yet a very strong negative point differential and a passing defense that ranks uh, in the bottom half of the league in terms of uh, EPA numbers and whatnot. Not terrible, but still down there. I am really curious to see what this game looks like from a scoring perspective because this game's down to as low as 39.5 or 39. I think there's a lot of indicators that this could still be a very high-scoring game between these two AFC South opponents. We saw what the Texans did offensively in their own right against the Las Vegas Raiders last week. Uh, they were very adequate offensively. Pierce and that running attack were really solid. Titans defend the run really well, but their secondary hasn't been great. I still think there's room for this Texans team to score. I'd be very interested to see how this plays out from a scoring perspective and also really interested to see what Malik Willis obviously looks like at quarterback. Uh, but that is going to be, I think, a, a little bit more of a fun game than initially thought, given that these two teams look like uh, two of the most boring teams in the National Football League, to put it quite frankly. And the other games that we, uh, we've we hit on pretty much everything at this point, 
But just to give you updates uh, in terms of some of the closing lines, Green Bay and Buffalo haven't given you my thought on it, uh, which is uh, I think from a contest perspective, one of the things that I really wrestled with was actually using Buffalo in the spot against Green Bay because you figured that it was going to be a less than popular selection and there's somebody who's a little behind uh, when it comes to the uh, contest standings would have been really solid to maybe get that. And actually a couple of the plays that I made this week uh, actually ended up falling on the less popular side in terms of selections, including that Broncos game against the Jacksonville Jaguars, that was really my only thought process here because at the end of the day, when it comes to Green Bay, I've made the case almost every week, like, hey, man, you're getting some sort of market value, right? Like the Green Bay Packers, the market power rating is steadily declining, and now we're at a point where you're catching 10.5-11 with Aaron Rodgers and a Packers defense, which statistically, to be fair, and Ryan Wing brought this up, in some measures has been solid. Uh, Their pass defense has been solid. Their front seven hasn't been, but this is a matchup where they're going to worry about it. Uh, lean toward the Green Bay Packers, but not anything worth playing because I have burned enough money on Green Bay throughout this year, uh, and I'm not going to continue to chase that ghost, and I would rather just miss out on it and watch tonight as opposed to maybe lose one more on Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. All right, with that, Live Bet Sunday for an hour. Uh, we're going to put some we'll put a wrap on that. When we come back, college football lines revealed next week. There's not as many games as a couple of weeks ago, but next week in college football is going to be tremendous, and it starts in the SEC where Tennessee and Georgia will do battle. Cannot wait. Stick around. We look at next week in college football when we come back. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.